Welcome to Below the Fold, the most honest and raw digital marketing podcast around. It's good to be back. Coming back with a bang. I might be hiring someone to speak for me. So you think you're an SEO ninja, eh? That was just my little fantasy in the back of my head. Here's the tip. Oh, I know the tip. Are you the one who told me the tip? I need you to come up with 50 business ideas. I'll be back in two hours. I think I need a new title. Hello and welcome to another episode of Below the Fold. This show is for startups, marketers, and anyone else wanting to know the ins and outs, the ups and downs of digital marketing. My name is Jacob Perry, and I'm joined this week by Brandon Hassler and Derek Turley. Okay, so as promised, last week I mentioned that we will not be having a guest this week, and that's because we wanted to introduce the world to the world-famous Derek Turley. Hello. Derek, uh, I have some high expectations for this episode. I hope you do as well. We're going to get down to the nitty-gritty, but first, we're going to start with current events. So, Brandon, I'm going to pass it off to you. I know you've got something, and and this week, Derek de- decided to bring his aid game, and, and uh, he himself brought a current event. A-plus game. Ah, yeah. All right, Brandon, take it away. Uh, two things. One real quick, since we're always talking about PewDiePie, right? That's how you say his name? PewDiePie? PewDiePie. 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 So, um, also for the listeners, I'm using headphones for the first time in a long time and not liking the sound of my voice, but I'm going to stick with it this show. You know what? I can't stand every... uh, You say that way too often, okay? People get it. You don't like the sound of your voice. (sighs) That's my catch line. Anyway, speaking of... Things people don't like. PewDiePie is not liking YouTube right now and has started a Twitch channel, the biggest star on YouTube. And he actually showed his revenue on one of his videos and it was like a hundred bucks, which is crazy uh, considering how much he normally makes. The other news. Before you give your next update, though, Mm -hmm. for our audience, because I feel like you and I might have the same update because we didn't talk before this. So let me give mine and then you can give your third. You know, you got it. Instagram. Brandon shared it on Slack. Shared what? His story today. Oh yeah, but but, but listen. Instagram. Let's just talk about this for a minute. Wait, you want to go away from his PewDiePie story? Well, that's where I want to go anyway. PewDiePie was a quick update. Yeah, we were going Oh, so he well, he's he, okay, so real quick, PewDiePie is now making only $100 per video, so he moved to Twitch. Not moved. He's starting a weekly show. I think he's putting his eggs in other baskets. Oh, okay. So instead of making thirty million, he's making twenty five million now. <clears throat> which, which is kind of a, it's a, it's a episode. It's a discussion all within itself. Because this guy, PewDiePie, are you familiar with him, JP? No. I actually felt like I knew that answer. The only and so the, only this, the only reason I bring that up is because this guy. PewDiePie, Alex, or what? Felix. Felix. Um, he's crude. He's rude. I would never want my my kids to see him, uh, mimic him, or anything. Plus, but he's it, anti-Semitic. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I, I did watch it, and he is. I do like. I do like a lot about him, but uh, you got to get it from a small business marketing, and from. For what Below the Fold serves, as far as our purpose here in this podcast, um, it'll be very interesting to see the venue. Because he has a very loud microphone. He's built up an incredible following and subscriber base. Um, 
it'll be interesting for us to follow what he does to find success in other venues, other avenues, because what he did with YouTube, oh my goodness, epic, crazy, he incredible. Was, no. No, because he... he I, I, it is incredible, but I think mostly it's first to market. He was like the... He was early, right, early, Which early, is incredible. He is a pioneer. And so to see what If he, he were to start a channel right now from scratch... Uh, he wouldn't be as successful as he is. I agree with you, but it's not just for how he started. What he did to hook everyone in to get to his 50 million users, I I watched. It was You're talking like about when he said, he I'm said gonna, he was going to delete his channel. Yeah. So I, w- I was tied in. And the, mu- the music in the background, I mean, we're talking marketing here. I was brought in. I was actually there watching the counter. To see him hit 50 million, and then I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and he didn't do it, that punk. <laughs> so, that so, so punk. you appreciate this dishonesty? I appreciate – no, no, no. I think, again, I do not have a whole lot of respect for the person, <laughs> the man that he is, but I, I'm excited to see what he does to build because he has a loud microphone. I'm excited to see what he does in these other venues. I'll tell you what he does. He goes to his current subscriber base and he says, hey, I'm going to this new platform. Come follow me. And then they do. And he instantly has millions of people. We'll see how many out of 50 plus million people follow him. I mean, that's what I, I mean. This is do you want to make some predictions within the first 30 days. What do you think his Twitch subscriber base is going to be at? Less than 10 million. Oh, yeah. But t- so you're saying uh, 10 million. Yes, yeah. you said less than ten million. Less but, than ten million. Okay, so that that covers everything between mil- zero and ten million. Con- that's a twenty percent conversion. I don't. I, I want on more how specific well he number from you. I want you to tell me a specific number. Four million seven hundred thousand seven hundred fifty-one thousand two hundred eighty-one point five. Point five. Wow. Yeah. Pregnant woman might be in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So he's moving to Twitch. What's the What's the Instagram story? I'll let you go. In, is that what you're going to share? I think so. I think so. I knew. Let's it. talk so, Instagram. Uh, let's okay, be first so to, Instagram has surpassed Snapchat uh, with their subscriber base. Hey, thanks, JP. <laughs> well, not <laughs> subscriber you. base. Let's get their on user. That was a long time ago. Their user. No, let's their get daily, on with this their, episode. Their daily uh, users. You just no. stole my thunder. Okay, well, obviously, <laughs> I'm getting the story wrong. Why don't you? T- what's Tell the us. real story here? Tell us. Instagram Stories hits 200 million users. Instagram Stories surpassing Snapchat. As it copies its AR, please tell me then what that means. Augmented reality. Bam. Nice. Um, like the surpasses, and stuff? So snap, surpassing Snapchat as it copies its augmented reality stickers. Oh, boy. Why is this so monumental? What do you mean? Why is this news? Holy cow. JP. <clears throat> I think he's stalling. No, no. Let's start from square one. I'm stalling. Yeah. (laughs) Think about it. This Snapchat was... Brandon to save the day. Snapchat goes public, which I thought was a mistake. Why? In the first place. Why is that a mistake? Because they had... Like, they're just desperate for... So I'm not asking this because I doubt. I'm asking this because I literally don't know why people go public. But Facebook went public. Like... It feels like Snapchat is just following the leaders. I, yeah. What's the problem? Why wouldn't they? Why shouldn't say, they have gone public? You're right. They should have gone public because they see the end, and this is a great way to make some extra dough. 
for the investors, I think <clears throat> really picking up the voice cracks on this. For the investors, I thought it was a big mistake to invest in Snap. But the reason I think this is so significant is because that has that's what Snapchat has held on. Like even though Instagram has always been a bigger network, they still held the crown in terms of like stories and this twenty four hour uh, type content. Instagram goes and copies it, and not only copies it, but now has surpassed the usage with those. Stories, they can't say the same for Facebook. I haven't seen a single friend of mine except Franco Acosto. Acosto. Acosta, loyal listener of the show. Shout out to you. It's the only story I've seen. No one else has used Facebook stories, but Instagram has been killing it with stories. And so it's good news for marketers because I've already been a big fan of Instagram, how easy it is to grow. And this just gives you one less reason to not use Snapchat. Not saying you shouldn't use Snapchat, but it's just uh, another nail in the coffin, I feel like, for Snap. Hmm. Yeah. So why is this so monumental? I just told you why. <laughs> oh, holy cow, JP. Come on. Uh, Let me ask you this. Do you think Snapchat loud. will still be around in five years? Uh, Snapchat? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, honestly, I really don't care. Like, be around I'm so as in like they're well, not going to be MySpace. Let me ask you this. Is MySpace still around? Yes, that's okay. what I mean. Like, are they going to be relevant in five oh, years? Uh, no, no, no. Are way. they relevant now? Yeah, I think they're still relevant. It's still a big user <laughs> yeah. base. How are you defining relevance? Like, we're talking about Snapchat right now. We're not talking about MySpace. We literally just talked about MySpace. Yeah, we mentioned okay, MySpace and MySpace being non-relevant. <laughs> Dude, if we say MySpace like five more times, we will have said MySpace more times than we have said the other one. Okay, well, Full House was a great, great sitcom in the 90s. I guess that's still relevant. <laughs> Actually, it is because it is, Fuller, House Fuller House came on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we have any other current <laughs> events? Nope. I, I have an interesting article I read that had some really intriguing statistics, but I think it has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about today. So I'll save it. What are, we, what are we going to talk about today? You tell us. No, Derek's not guiding this conversation. <laughs> Derek is. I'm the guest. He's basically our guest. So, okay. Are we out of this? If, if we don't cover it, Brandon, you can bring it up later. Sure. Let me introduce the listeners to Derek Turley. But before I do, I want to back up a little bit and, and add a little bit of context to why Derek is on the show. We mention every single episode that this, this show is for startups and marketers. And historically, the show has been hosted by marketers, but not by, well, I shouldn't say that. Brandon is a small business owner, but his background is in marketing. Whereas, did you want did you want to say yes? Yeah. So, <laughs> do you agree with me? There's no, <laughs> you can call out any inaccuracies that happen throughout this show. So Derek, uh, I feel is a pretty good balance uh, for our target audience, right? We're trying to become valuable to both small business owners and marketers. And Derek brings that Jacob, portion. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Let's well, just let the man introduce himself. Take 30 to 60 seconds, Derek. Love to. Um, so I, I, I told you a little bit, I'm going to take more than 30, 60 seconds. So I, I told you a little bit in that first uh, maiden voyage uh, podcast that we had. Uh, where where I joined for my first one. Um, by the way, for those listeners, I don't care if you've presented. I don't care if you've been a keynote speaker. I don't care if you are a great 
speaker period, when you get in front of a microphone, it is intimidating. I don't know why, but it is. And uh, I, I was, I was. This is very... your explanation for why you are so quiet on the shows for the last I, few I, episodes. I won't be quiet moving forward because I feel like you come into your element. But yeah, it's yeah. a it's a different experience. I feel like it's a it's a almost like an acquired taste. If you wanted to give some type of analogy, like it's it's something that you have to get into. And so, uh, much respect. Hashtag blessed. To be in front of uh, the JP and the oh, BH, um, but or, or, or just anyone, because yeah, it's it's a different uh, venue. But anyway, my background is that um, I started in uh, right after college. I knew that I wanted to do something right with uh, small business, but I was very fortunate uh, for where I grew up to be in front of some pretty awesome individuals, Brady Whittingham. Um, is an owner of a company, or he was, he sold uh, in 2005 to a company called Think Partnership, but his his company was called iLead Media. And um, I did serve a, um, an LDS mission in Houston, and two weeks before I came home, I got a letter from Brady saying, hey, we've got a job for you um, right when you come home. And I thought that was great. And I started to get my feet wet in in this digital marketing space in the negative option billing model with these offers that were free plus shipping or a digital download or some type of educational back, um, back office that you'd have a, a free trial to. As I saw how that worked, um, it was incredible. And I don't know how to effectively communicate how my mind just opened up to not not the offer creation, but to the way that um, traffic was generated to basically get an, an interested user. Someone that said, yeah, I'll, I'll take a shot at this and I'll put my credit card in for a 7, 10, 15, 20-day free trial. Um, and as I kind of learned the ropes there, I went to a company called eFamily incredibly good friends, uh, Dan Knight, Craig Anderson, Dave Sellers, great guys, and uh, continued to work with affiliates that would generate traffic to these offers and realized I wanted to learn how to generate traffic myself. And um, I did that. 2009, started a company with a great friend, Seth Orge, um, and we... Basically, uh, went after it. <laughs> you I mean, start, you started we, a company. We, our, our, yeah, we started a company. I remember I was I was playing uh, basketball with some friends. I came out. It was ten o'clock at night, um, and uh, I looked down at, at the time. I really liked this car. I, I got an Infinity, and Seth said, "What kind of or what should be our company name?" And I looked down at the steering wheel. I'm like, hey, let's call it Infinity. He's like, well, Infinity, that sounds weird. And I'm like, well, Infinity Media. And Infinity Media was born. What? what that was 2009? Uh, ended 2008. So we got the paperwork and everything and went in 2000, early 2009 <clears throat> and started. And, it, and, and the way with, that we generated traffic, my background is email marketing by way of uh, – only generating traffic with a white, well, uh, it's a, a whitelisted IP status with AOL. We didn't go with Yahoo or anyone else. We were really good at inboxing with AOL specifically and 
Uh, I think the highest that we, um, the highest amount of traffic, our deliverability was with 38 different whitelisted IPs, um, really clean traffic. We owned all of our data, generated our, our data, um, had our own sites, just had a, had a good, solid um, platform. We ended up saying, okay, we don't want to just send a, a, an offer per day. We want to really speak to the need of our our customer list and created a platform that generated uh, or, or delivered ads that were relevant to the behavior associated with the record. A lot of this mumbo-jumbo and all nerd out and just keep going. But basically, we served relevant ads for what we thought was relevant. And if someone didn't inter- interact within a certain number of days, we took them off and if they came back a year later and clicked on one of our ads, then we activated them again, and uh, we were able to utilize that code, that platform, to propel us into uh, some some good opportunities. Okay, so in short, you have experience in email marketing, which your business was revolved around. Uh, you've started more than just one business, right? Yeah, so what happened there was... <clears throat> um, Infinity Media provided the opportunity for us to say, okay, here's some extra revenue, some extra cash uh, that was uh, liquid cash for us to pursue uh, other opportunities in. Excuse me. Uh, One of those, and Seth is still doing this, is Simply Coding. Uh, It's a coding. Seth's really passionate about this. Uh, I guess I'm the monster that just doesn't like uh, working with children full-time, and Seth does. He's really, really, really good with uh, youth, and he teaches coding classes. And you can go to simplycoding.com. Um, I uh, I know Steve Bain. He's the one that started Simply Mac, and uh, we decided to hijack the Simply uh, platform and just go Simply Coding. Um, but anyway, so Simply Coding uh, works with, I think they've got this billboard here uvu they've teamed up there and i'm a silent partner now i don't really have a whole lot of involvement but we did simply coding do they cut you a check <laughs> like do you still get paid for it as a silent partner? i get a k1 Every, i don't know what that means yeah yeah i'm i'm involved with okay. simply coding so you get some money so yeah if it's yeah anyway so we're good there yeah simply coding is a good company Check them out. So I have uh, I've taken some notes on Derek. I want to go through them, and then we'll move on to other things. This is how I perceive Derek. This is my own, oh, no. uh, my own perception of who he is. Were you writing this when you were like really angry and focused? I was. I wasn't angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is Derek Turley? Do, do you see those as mutually exclusive? If someone's focused, they have to be angry. <laughs> Focusing that anger on these questions. That's a good, that's no, a good observation, a... though, because when you are angry, generally you're focused, unless you are ten. Okay. Well, ten. What about the other way? He saw that I was focused and automatically assumed that I was angry. Are you angry when no, you're I'm focused? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm happy. Well, I'm, I'm just, really happy when I'm, when I'm focused. <laughs> right now, you're focused, and I don't see that you're that happy. So how do you display your happiness? Oh, man, I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> Derek is paranoid. <laughs> Derek thinks that uh, he's the type of guy that always thinks that somebody's listening. Uh, he also is the type that won't leave details in voicemails because uh, he prefers being cryptic. He also <laughs> is the type of guy that covers the, the webcam on his laptop. 
Hey, that's me. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. Hold on. Let's stop real quick on uh-huh, this. Uh-huh. So JP, Jacob, I call him JP because he's a great guy. Um, Jacob is making this assessment from LeedsCon where we received, because <laughs> I've never covered my webcam, but Newstar, which is a lead verification system that we are currently pursuing a relationship and contract. Well, anyway, that's Vivint stuff. Gave us a free webcam um, cover. cover. So I... <laughs> so he put it, it was, on. It was only respectful. What am I going to do? Hey, thanks, uh, Brian Newmark with Newstar. I'm going to chuck this now. Yeah. Technically, I've never in 34 years of my life on this earth, God's green earth, have had a web- webcam. But I have in the last less than month... And Jacob's assessment is based on that. So if that's paranoid, you're telling well, me that you guilty. haven't had a webcam. No, you no, didn't no, have a webcam I, no, no. Before sorry. a month ago, I, I haven't had a cover, but I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm guilty, guys. I don't blame you. Are you a little paranoid? I think a little uh, paranoia. Okay, is good for so, the soul. so okay. Yes, so I will paranoid. say that. Okay, next thing on my list, uh, Derek is the kind of guy that um, that you know for a fact has read How to Win in Friends and Influence People. More than one time. I will give you my God's honest truth. <laughs> I have never read it. <laughs> uh, well, then you should write your own book. Uh, here, here's a line that will typically come out of Derek's mouth. He will give you a compliment, and then he will say, it's not a compliment, it's a fact. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I like. That's one of my favorite attributes about Derek. But I'm wondering why it can't be a compliment and a fact. I think that compliments are given out in this county and and within work, just uh, a professional environment freely. I've tried so it. So when you I've are tried it, when you are giving someone and you preface it with saying, "Was that me?" No. Oh, okay, I thought you were telling me like you got some smudge. No, I was not. I was, um, I was anyway, scratching my mouth. <laughs> I believe I feel that when you tell someone, "Hey, this is not a compliment. This is a fact." That they want to take it a little more seriously, that it's not just so passive. It's, hey, JP, I really like how direct you are. Um, it's That's a not good, a compliment. That's a fact. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and and that you effectively communicate, you know, certain things in a, in a way where I believe it's not only beneficial, but it's uh, motivating. Like, uh, and I did say motivating in a different way by yeah, right there. But I think people listen to it, and it makes a, a an impression, an impact, which is why we're talking about it right now. Anyway, this so is it's a way it's a way to emphasize. You're using it as a way to emphasize because compliments can be facts. You're not distinguishing the oh, yeah. two. You're just saying, hey, listen, like this isn't just me saying it just to say it. I'm going further to let you know that I've given thought to this, and I literally think that you are a great well, person. Well, if a compliment's not a fact, then you're an idiot. Well, yeah, sure. Because then you're just schmoozing someone. Yeah, you're schmoozing. Yeah. So, so I don't think Derek is a schmoozer in the same way people see schmoozers. He's very covert about it. He's not so open about it. Okay, next thing. By the way, Brandon, you look great. Thank you. That's, a fact. that's a fact. That's not a compliment. <laughs> Derek is a little quirky. Oh, yeah. He says things with the sole purpose of just getting a reaction out of people. And uh, which is also, you know, that's that's something that I really like about you. And, you know, that's not a compliment either. That's a fact. Oh, thank you. Uh, Derek is lucky. He's I am a very, lucky. very lucky person. He that's plays true. blackjack. Not so much anymore. I think he's <laughs> Have retired. Have you seen my wife? 
uh, play I am blackjack. Very lucky. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have seen your wife. She is beautiful, so, inside and out. Derek has a history of gambling, and history along- meaning blackjack. Golly, you're going to get me in trouble here with our listeners and my wife. <laughs> our listeners. <laughs> Derek has a history of gambling, uh, but along with that, he has the history of winning. That's true. He's so, a winner. So but let me also he, he's the jump guy, in he, here again. Wait, 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 wait. He's the guy that you want blowing on your dice while you're throwing craps. But um, this will go out. Let it be written. Let it be said. My wife hates with a passion that I have ever played blackjack. Yeah. Um, and, and, and she's gotten you to retire. Recently, she made me literally sign. I mean, I'm done. I cannot. You signed a piece of paper? You need to know my wife. Does she have that on file? Oh, and a picture taken of the signed paper. <laughs> Can we get a picture to post on our social channel? Sure. sure. Okay. And when I make a commitment to Autumn, my wife, uh, that I'm done. Like, I, there's no going back. Like, I, I hope done. that I hope that a lot of husbands share the same mentality. Well, I mean, but that's the truth, though. Like, I'm done. It's not just a compliment. I have. I. Oh, is that a compliment? Mm, I might have been schmoozing, <laughs> okay. but yeah, I, I, I have ended. I, I am, I am lucky. Okay, so the last thing I'll say, two things I'm going to say about Derek. Uh, one of them is that there may come times in the future that we will have to mark our episodes as explicit because he is a sailor. What are you doing to me? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, He has yet to swear while we've been recording, Uh, but I think he's a pretty open guy. The last thing I'll say about Derek is that he is an all-around good dude. Thank you, JP. Uh, He's inspiring. He he came on the show after Paxton left, and he reinvigorated the spirit of the podcast, giving us uh, uh, innovative ideas uh, and, and... as soon as season four comes out, which we're planning on on happening next month in May, you will see a lot of the changes that we've been uh, implementing, and they're going to be huge, huge. They're going to be huge. Anyway, so that's my that's Derek Turley in uh, framed from Jacob Perry's perspective. Uh, he's the guy that you want to hang out with. I've tried to go barbecuing with him a couple times. Oh, and he, you he canceled keeps... last time. Sorry. Actually, there was a birthday party on Derek Saturday canceled. that you canceled. <laughs> he's lying. No. So his... That's the truth. No, it's not. It is true. You canceled. No, you canceled the party and we couldn't do it later. Sorry. What do you... Oh, you mean it was scheduled for Friday. I asked you if we could do it Saturday and you no, said no. No, it was Saturday and then you said, no, oh, we have we this. do it in the morning. Sorry, <laughs> sorry not the morning, the afternoon. <laughs> Yeah. I asked if we could switch it from dinner to lunch. Uh, but hey, and you, you said... changed the plans. Sorry. <laughs> All right. That's true. Uh, anyway, he's the guy you want to do a, a weekend barbecue with. Like, that's the kind of guy that he is. Um, and anyway, Brandon, uh, in your in the small amount of time you've interacted with Derek, can you take a, a, a 30 seconds to tell us your perspective of who Derek is and why you think he's qualified to be a host on this show? Uh, first he's got, he's got the chops. He's got the background, like, street cred. Like the sideburns? Uh, <laughs> Did you say chaps? You got the chops. No, the chops. When you say chops, I think like... Of sideburns. Starburns, like on community. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, uh, chops, that's sideburns. But other, it's all, it also means, uh, you know, the, the capacity to 
meet or exceed expectations. Oh, gotcha. I'm the only beardless man in this uh, in, in this uh, recording studio right now. That's true. <laughs> so he's got chops. He's got chops. He's got street cred. So he's he's been there, done that. Uh, and and not a lot of people can say that. He's not uh, all talk, <clears throat> all talk, no action kind of guy. He's also got great personality for radio, podcasts, incredible voice. Um, rivals <laughs> Jacob's <laughs> voice. <laughs> I could definitely listen to you too Man, all that. day long. In also, fact, we're doing him a disservice because not only does he have a great voice, but he is a handsome devil. He is, yeah. We need to definitely He's get a, a picture of him man. on social. What you guys got to? What is this? It's not my birthday. I think the biggest, so or great. not the biggest, but another big reason is I love his passion for the show. It wasn't something where we came to him and hey, do you want to be a host? If I remember correctly, he came. He came to below the fold. That he is did. True. That is very true. And he showed passion, and I love passion. Yeah, we're gonna blow this up. That reminded me of something, and now I can't remember what. You can see Derek Turley's face on our website, BelowTheFold.io. We're still waiting for a bio from him, which he promised me (laughs) like three to four weeks ago. But, you know. That should be in your inbox three or four weeks ago. Yeah, and that's that's basically his mentality on deadlines. So if you ever want to work with him, keep that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Derek, I want to switch gears a little bit. So you currently work at Vivint Smart Home. Yes. You had your own businesses, you sold them, you were sitting at home and you felt like you needed to do something. So you applied for a job at Vivint Smart Home. Yeah. Is that kind of what happened? Like, did you search them out? Did they search you out? How, what, what was that process? Oh, great question. Um, there was a, uh, a, a great exit uh, slash sell because uh, there were there was a few different uh, entities that I was um, part of, right? Yep. And so um, the the opportunity presented itself for a good exit in some of them, and uh, others uh, just made sense. And I, by, I it was probably last February uh, of six, 2016. Uh, Maybe uh, March, April, really, when it... So just over a year ago, or about yeah, a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. Um, I decided to take that time as these uh, exits were uh, done, and the, the deals were done, to spend time with my family, which was great. I had a, I had a great time quickly within months. <laughs> and then flash three. forward a few months, and you're like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, or or was it the opposite? Were they like, "Oh my gosh, Derek, you you need to go get a job"? No, no. My wife really, really loved that I was home and was able to help, and and it was actually a hard transition um, going back into um, a know, nine to five uh, job. Yeah, well, nine to five, or just just that I wasn't there in the in the daytime because really, Vivint. Uh, not to give the wrong impression, it is a nine to five, but it's not. I mean, just get your stuff done. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're pretty lax. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so the, what happened was I, I started realizing quickly in the summer that I, I, uh, did not like the time, um, that I had on my hands and I did not have the motivation. I wasn't inspired. I wasn't listening to, to, I wasn't reading books or listening to podcasts. I didn't want to do my next big thing by myself. Um, I was approached by different co- companies slash friends to say, Hey, 
maybe this might be an opportunity um, for you to come and and be with us. And hey, let's do this and this. And I honestly, uh, I honestly, truly did not have the desire to go into a smaller startup right now. I know that I will again. I know I will do my own thing again. It will not be right now. It will not be in the next year or two. Um, but I know it will be. I know that I'll do my my own thing again. But I was very interested in building my network in the corporate world, and I thought, let's start. So I did. I interviewed with Boostability. Um, I interviewed with uh, Money Desktop. What was the position at Boostability? I couldn't even tell you. I'm glad um, you turned that down because Boostability is great. Yeah, great. They, no, and they're we cool. We love them on <laughs> the cool. pole. Yeah, they're really cool. So I went with Boostability. Um, went through their their video. I mean. Uh, you do your video interview. Anyway, long story short, um, I did not reach out to Vivint. They have a great um, recruiter, Stacy Kerr, and she actually reached out to me and said, would you like to interview for a position? And when I did, I, I knew what I wanted to do with influencers. And when I got my foot in the door with Vivint, I pitched what I'm currently doing right now, um, working with influencers to build a... Uh, a, a new channel, like generate some some leads, generate interested users, uh, 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 build a list, um, utilize influencers because I believe, like I said in the beginning of when I started here, that influencers are are a big deal. They, are, I know we say huge, but they are huge, and uh, time will tell. Okay. Um, and so I went with uh, Vivint, and I know I'm giving you more details, but they, I, I pitched what I would like to do. And Vivint uh, took a, a chance. They took a shot with me, and I couldn't be more thrilled. So I, when Stacy when Stacy reached out to you, what did what position did she ask you to fill? Digital marketing manager. Which I mean, if you go to LinkedIn, there's like a thousand digital marketing managers. Yeah, Vivint, that's what so, I am. I mean, what, yeah, it's it's so growth marketing managers. Yep the term I settled on because it's growth marketing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So do you feel like you're a pretty good interviewer? Interviewee, um, I should say. When you're in an interview and someone's interviewing no, you. No, I don't. You don't think you're good? No. Where do you think you uh, lack? Um, I didn't Wit? know the call of the market for the right position. Um, I'm talking pay. I'm talking uh, what are your biggest strengths? Some of these questions are so stupid. You think they, that's a stupid question? Oh, no. Like, what's your favorite superhero and why? Get out of here. Yeah, that's stupid. Go interview a fifth grader. Like, give me a break. I'm a father of four. <laughs> Don't ask me that question. I'm out. <laughs> let me ask you. A, well, anyway, let me stop there. Um, I thought some of the interview questions were were a little little absurd, and I didn't understand the relevance other than, well, hey, maybe this guy is a great guy to work with. But uh, at the end of the day, we're all at a job to drive growth to drive change, to execute on the vision, to make a difference. Um, and I wasn't necessarily more, I wasn't interested in building my brand at a company. I was interested in building my skill set with a company. So some of the certain things that were uh, part of the interviews that I was a part of, that's redundant, but yeah, part of that whole process didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, which only speaks to my lack of experience. I, I'm not. I'm not blaming that on any company. I'm saying I should have been better prepared because I. I believe that I lost on uh, some of the opportunities because they just caught me off guard. 
Do you see growth in your department? In 100%. Your role? Yeah. So you're doing growth marketing. Do you see yourself ever running a growth marketing kind of department within Vivint and hiring kind of a, a team to go under you? That's a good question. I do see that uh, if I prove the model, like any other company, would uh, hope for a growth marketing manager that if this is growing bigger than what I'm able to manage, uh, that, yeah, the answer is, of course, yes. But I do believe that um, if it's set up and streamlined and, and I can control most of what I'm trying to control, that I could do it with very few people. Hmm. How much is Vivint paying you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, pro bono. Do you uh, do you consider yourself more of a small business owner or more of a marketer? Oh, that good good question. Uh, small business owner. Okay, so I have a quiz here. It's a small business owner quiz. Ten questions. Question number one: There's a fifty percent chance your small business will not be around five years from now. True or false? Are you asking as though I had a small business, or are you asking as though I am owning a small business as a growth? Are you are you positioning growth marketing as a business within a business? No, nope. This is just a general quiz about small businesses. If you were to start a small business, or you have a small business, so we're just generalities. Fifty percent chance it won't be around in five years. Generalities, so true or false? Start over. There's a fifty percent chance your small business will not be around five years from now. Uh, I'm I'm a little confused. It's a true or false? Oh, uh, true. Yeah, true is accurate. All right, good job. Question two. Which one of these costs is deductible as a business expense? Advertising, business travel and entertainment, employee compensation, home office, all of the above. All the above. That is also accurate. All small businesses have to be incorporated, true or false? False. That's true. No. No, I mean, it's, you're right. Okay. When you own, you are correct. Yeah. When you own your own business, you may pay more in taxes than if you were employed by someone else. False. Well, if you know what you're doing, then you're not going to pay more in taxes. Are you an S corp? Are you an LLC? Are you a sole proprietor? What are you? Okay. So according to this, you're wrong. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> Uh, do you want to hear the explanation or sure. keep moving on? No, sure. Okay, so the question was, when you own your own business, you may pay more in oh, taxes. Oh, you may pay more. Yeah. Yeah, if you may, of course. Okay. Of course. <laughs> then we, a, we will a, go A that. meteor may hit the earth, by the way, um, as we're having this, uh, as we're recording right now. It may. Yeah. And you may grow a full head of hair by the time that we are uh, done with this podcast. <laughs> so question number five. It may start to thunder and lightning, by the way. It's just me and five employees at my company. Does Obamacare mean I'm going to have to pay, uh, have to cover their health insurance? No. That is also correct. 50, right? 50 employees? Obamacare, let's just, let's let, we'll even, uh, I'm paying more right now. Well, actually, I, anyway. Okay, question yeah. number six. You can start a business out of your Don't home. Get me true or false? Obamacare. You can what? Start a business out of your home. True. True. Of course. That's correct. Where did you get this quiz? We'll talk about it after. If you need a small business loan, try approaching one or A, your local credit union, B, your community bank, C, friends and relatives, D, none of the above. I mean, all of the above. Okay. <clears throat> you can approach all the above, but my opinion. Yeah, let's hear it. Is that you. 
Well, and if you do all the above, you have to make sure that you have personal, your personal assets, your the liquidity tied tied to your assets, what you have will qualify for what you're looking for. You can go to friends and family. Um, I will give you my opinion, my advice. Don't go to family. Don't go to any of them. Don't. If you want to start your business, it's like do the lemonade stand approach. Save your money and start no, it, just prove the model. I, I, I. How do you pay for the lemons? So you have your own. You're saving up. You've got your rainy day fund. You've got your emergency fund. Go to Glenn Beck. Go to there's there is a Glenn Beck story here, but then also just do the normal financial plan. Dave Ramsey, right? You save your money, but if you um, specifically have this. Uh, you, you, and I'm saying specific because you're you're going to say I'm going to prove this out. I'm going to scale it, nail it, and scale it right. So you go and you buy your lemonade, you buy your paper cups, you bootstrap it, and you say, okay, I'm going to pay what two dollars and fifty cents for the lemonade and these cups, whatever it is. And as you sell twenty five cents a cup, and you go to the right spot, whether it's somebody that's uh, building homes. Wherever you're going to sell the lemonade and you make five bucks, then reinvest all the five bucks back into buying more lemonade and more and more and more and build it up. When I started Infinity Media, it's the best investment I've ever made. Again, I am no genius. You meet me and you'll quickly know that I'm not the brightest. But Seth and I both said at the very beginning, we are going to put $2,500 into this business and that was the best investment I met, I ever made. And the best investment you will ever make is in yourself. Ever. Holy cow. No, that, I, no, I'm telling you, I though, think I read that on a fortune cookie. It's not in a fortune cookie. I heard it from a buddy. Maybe it is. But they took it from my buddy. But I'm telling you, don't take money out. Don't do it for a small business. So that sounds good, and I— it, I don't know how often that you can apply that, but there have to be businesses where the cost exceeds your own value. Like you cannot, you can't, you can't sell everything that you own and get even close to the amount of money you need to start a business with all the businesses that are out there. It's relatively speaking though. So you're in in the digital space, which which I think is easier, right? Because you need a computer and then you're at my mind. um, But there are a lot of, uh, you know, like a restaurant, for example. I think that that would the number hard. one failing business in the country a restaurant. Yeah, please reconsider if you're trying to start a restaurant right now. <laughs> I have two more questions. If sure. you have employees, you need an employee ID number. No, that is incorrect. Now, what are you talking about? An employee like Vince employee ID? I don't know. It says a business owner who has employees must have an EIN. Oh, of course, your employer identification number. Oh, yeah, you mean mistake. employer ID number, which is no, what I said employer... in the question. Well, did I yeah. say employee ID number? Yeah. I think I said employee. Yeah. I meant employer. Sorry. Okay. Then I, I am just don't... correct. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I just don't know how to read. Uh, as a small business owner, you're allowed to save as much for retirement as you would have at a corporate job. Oh, more. And there's ways around that. You work with your accountant. So believe it or not, you may actually be able to save more with a solo 401k than you could there you to go. a regular 401k because you can contribute both the employer's and the employee's share. You Last question. It. Most auto-related expenses are tax-deductible for small businesses. Auto-related? Auto-related. Oh, like an automobile. 
I'm guessing that's what it means. Most auto-related expenses are, are, are what? tax deductible for small businesses. Correct. That's correct. You got 10 out of 10. Oh, man. Here's, here's why I ask these questions. I wanted to prove that you are capable of speaking to our target audience of small businesses. Well, real quick, <laughs> those were really easy questions. <laughs> what is, so if he said that he was more of a marketer, did you have a marketing quiz ready? Yeah, do you want to take it? <laughs> uh, sure, <laughs> I guess. Oh, I love this. Okay, Brandon. Choose the advertising medium that influences the most local purchase decisions. A, local newspapers. B, local online ads. C, local television. D, local radio. I'll say, uh, what was the first one? Newspapers. Newspapers, B. online ads, Sorry, television, Brandon. radio. <laughs> online I, ads. That's correct. That was B, correct? That's B. B. Yeah. Final answer. This new <laughs> advertising medium is the nation's second fastest growing after internet. It's highly effective, extremely low cost, and is available in virtual every, virtually every city and town. It's cable television, ads in supermarkets, cinema advertising, ads on to- uh, taxi tops. Uh, cinema. Cinema is accurate and correct. This one I actually got wrong when I took this quiz earlier. Multicultural marketing offers lucrative new product niches, niches to entrepreneurs nationwide. Which minority or ethnic group has the greatest buying power? And it has a little footnote here. Spends almost twice as much as the general population on clothing and accessories and tends to make buying decisions based on brand rather than price. Hispanics, Blacks, Asian Americans, or Arab Americans? Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Asian Americans. Asian Americans is incorrect. It's actually the Hispanics. What? Have you been to the Bellagio? (laughs) (laughs) According to the Selig Center of Economic Growth at the University of Georgia, Hispanic buying power is projected to reach $778 billion this year. I'm still in disbelief <laughs> with the last question. I just thought for sure it was Asians. Nope. That's not even what I guess. I thought it was the Arab Americans. Okay. Many entrepreneurs uh, send permission-based email marketing messages to in-house lists. When it comes to this marketing method, which of these is on the decline? Conversion rates, orders per, per email, open rates, or bounce rates? <clears throat> I'm not sure if I understand which of these market or email marketing metrics is on the decline? Okay, like decline as in they're not doing as well. They're, okay, they're, they're conversion rates, orders per email, open rates, bounce rates. Uh, I'm gonna say, I want to say, bounce rates. Bounce rates. Did you want to guess there, Derek? I know email is your specialty. Were you even listening? I apologize. I That's was okay. looking through some notes. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, it's actually, let's see Open here. rates? Open rates. That was my other one. Yep, open rates. Figure with all the fake email addresses out there, just got to be more bounces. Yeah. Uh, which of the following best describes cable TV advertising? Production co- can cost between 500 and 1200 per spot. It reaches narrowly defined audiences within special interest programming. Time is sold by geographic zone. All of the above. All of the above. That's correct. Which direct response medium has the highest average response rate? Dimensional mail, catalogs, email, or flat direct mail? Let me go with uh, flat direct mail. Email. 
You're both wrong. It's de- <laughs> <laughs> it's dimensional awesome. mail. What is dimensional? I, mean, I, heard I, actually, I actually don't know. <laughs> no, what dimensional I'm, I'm, mail is. I'm honestly asking. I actually haven't heard the term. Dimensional I, I haven't mail. either. But let me read this. It says the Direct Marketing Association's 2004 response rate uh, re- report study data on how 1,400 wait, wait, campaigns. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Are you asking about stop, the, when, right the, when this was written? Did you just say 2004? Yeah. Oh, okay. Next. Dimensional mail is Next. packages. Next. I'm going to... 2004. Let me actually... According to the 1988 <laughs> consensus of email <laughs> that was only sent in, in, internally with the government, the open rate was 100%. <laughs> um, who knows how... Like, maybe this is like a census and it comes every 10 years. Well, then that would be 2014. I'm just saying, maybe it's like the census where it goes a long time between reports. Oh, next. Okay. Next. Uh, first of all, 2000, like most of the stuff we've been talking about has, is relevant. Like most of this stuff is, is post 2004. Like a lot of it didn't even exist. Sure. Blogs are hot and many offer superior advertising opportunities for entrepreneurs. Which of the following best describes the characteristics of the majority of blog readers? A, significantly likely to live in wealthier households. B, younger than the average internet user. C, more likely to buy products or services online. D, all of the above. D. That is correct. Okay. When placing a print ad campaign, the term frequency applies to what? A, the number of times your ad runs. B, how often you change ads. C, the number of times your target audience sees your ads. Or D, the number of different publications that carry your ads. Um, B. B is incorrect. The correct answer is the number of times your target audience sees your ads. Next question. I think there are two more. What percentage of consumers regularly or occasionally go online to conduct research before making an in-store purchase? 40%, 25%, or none of the above? Well, let's see. This is 2004. No, this is not 2004. The internet barely existed. Let's see. Just kidding. I'm going to say the 71. 75% is correct. I think it's even higher now. Ads on stadium snack packs, posters, and public restrooms, and campus laundry rooms advertising on golf course hospitality carts, and ads on the scoreboards of public tennis courts and swimming pools are an example of A, ambient marketing, B, place-based advertising, C, outdoor advertising, and D, viral marketing. Hmm. I want to say B. B is correct. Good job. Your results are 60%. You suck. Just kidding. I got seventy. Uh, I got seventy percent on that one. I think so. Dang. All right. So that that's the quiz portion that we'll probably cut all of it out. <laughs> yeah. That was just a good time to be with you guys. <laughs> you know, guys, we're actually out of time. We've been running for just over fifty minutes. Although with all the editing, we'll probably just be under fifty minutes. Uh, if you've been listening and this has been valuable, please leave a review on iTunes. We're also on, uh, what are some of the other platforms we're on, Brandon? What's that other one? SoundCloud. Yeah, what's the other uh, The other big one, that uh, the other podcasting big one? Starts with an S. Stitcher? Stitcher. We're on Stitcher, and we actually have a lot of listeners who listen on Stitcher. Is it Stitcher or Stitch? It's Stitcher. Is it Stitcher? Pretty sure it's Stitcher. Fact checking. Yep. Can I add something while you're doing that? Well, I'm going to anyway, so... As Jason comes in, or Jason, 
my cousin Jason Turley just texted. That's why I say Jason. Jacob, as Jacob comes to the closing. Um, we're, we're in Utah. This is a mecca for small business. Like we hopefully will build our audience to speak to their need. Um, we're going to work closely with bringing on some crazy, awesome um, individuals that have done really well on a big stage um, and also on a small stage. So while you're saying if you have anyone that you'd like like us to, to, to bring on or a topic, um, we, we, we need to know. Like we need to build this up. And you can edit. I'll stop with that whole edit stuff. If you guys want to know anything about how do I start with the YouTube um, how do I implement a YouTube strategy? How do I implement, um, like, a, a Sonder, right? Coming in and saying that they've utilized... Social advertising? Yeah, with Instagram and how his wife's killed it. Um, these are these are the topics that we want to come in and, and build a... Uh, a repository. A repository and be relevant to the needs of those that we're trying to, you know... Um, well, to our listeners. No, to, that's to, true. Yeah. So. so so if you're listening and you're a small business owner and there's a certain aspect of your business that you just don't yeah. understand from an online perspective, and even with Derek's experience with, you know, offline business, you know, whatever, Brandon has business experience in starting in a successful business. Yeah. If you have specific questions that you're just stuck on or you want to figure out whether outsourcing or in-house is a better option or solution, you can email us at inbound at below the and we will turn it into a topic, uh, and we will answer your questions and help you build your business online. Uh, next week, we have Brad Herbert. Herbert. We've got Brad Herbert Who on the show. Who just promoted, changed companies, senior VP. At Zions Bank. Yep. Got it. So senior marketing VP of marketing yep. at Zions Bank. He'll be on the show next week. Uh, since I mentioned that, if you have specific questions that you'd like us to ask Brad, send him over and we'll put him on the spot. Uh, and that's it. Until next week, we'll catch you below the fold.